for example, yesterday we went and helped some friends move their herd of cattle and we showed up with a trailer full of gypsies. Yeah. You know, everybody driving by would like stop and look like, what are you riding? But it's neat because they'll kind of do whatever. And we do uh, use them. Like I take them to the feedlot and they get to work cows and go to brandings and we pack on them and use them in the mountains, just like every other horse. And we haven't really found anything that they won't or can't do. So. You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. Welcome to The Ride, a bi-weekly podcast brought to you by Horse and Rider Magazine. I'm your host, Nicole Cherico. In each episode, I chat with some of the industry's top trainers, clinicians, horsekeeping experts, and professionals to share inspiring stories, training philosophies, and the importance of living your best Western horse life. In this week's episode, I sit down to talk with Chad Pallad and Katie Lackey, owners of Calvary Cops, to learn more about gypsy horses and their growing popularity in the Western industry. Please enjoy this week's episode brought to you by Mana Pro. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Ride. This is your host, Nicole Cherico, and today I am here with Chad Vallad and Katie Ladke, who are the owners of Calvary Cobbs, and Katie was also on the cover of our December-slash-winter issue of the magazine. Uh, we had an article about gypsy vanners, uh, gypsy cobs, gypsy horses. I know they go by several names. Uh, and they are both within the industry and are breeders and are kind of helping promote the gypsy horse breed here in the United States because it is such a new breed to us. So thank you so much for coming on and, and talking with us, you guys. Thanks for yeah, having us. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so before we kind of go into the gypsy horse stuff, let's talk a little bit about your background in the horse industry, because I believe you both have more of a history with traditional stock horses, quarter horses, ranch kind of horses, and then kind of gradually made your way into the gypsy cob, gypsy horse breed. Yeah, I grew up on a small farm just by Fort Lupton, and I'm actually the only one in my family who even likes horses. I was a strange child that was born acting like them and they let me have one and that turned into several so I just started collecting them and um, once I was old enough to drive I would collect more of them and go riding and just started training and raising some quarter horses but um, we just recently got the gypsies just a couple years ago. Yeah my mom was into horses and so that got my start into it and like Katie, I joined uh, the Colorado Therapy Horses and help people uh, from wounded vets, you know, get around them and just inspired my love for them. So, and then together we've learned about the gypsies. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, you know, we traditionally, I, I feel like the gypsy horses, they were obviously, they come from the UK. So, Uh, a lot of English riding over there, but you guys use them for all of your Western activities, whether it's uh, herding, you know, working the feedlots, you know, in the mountains, herding cattle. I mean, branding, you're roping off of them. They really are showing to be such a diverse breed. How did you guys first get involved with them? Um, I think we, (laughs) I found one that somebody wanted to trade some ranch horses for and we 
we're used to raising studs. We've we've been around a lot of them, so we thought we would just get a stallion first to make some crosses because we've we've ridden and used a lot of draft crosses, and they're uh, usually just have more bone and bigger feet and stuff, so they you know hold up to harder days in the mountains, long days and stuff. Good pack horses, so we just thought we would get one to cross and. Well, then if you're going to get a stallion, you might as well get a mare. And and then we just started, the more we were around them, we just really liked their, their temperament and their trainability. So we just started you'll, fi- finding more of them to bring home. You'll learn with Katie, you know, if you get one, they're going to need a friend. Yeah. And then that one's going to need a friend. Pretty soon you have a herd of them and they're all friends. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you guys so. have like you've you've really expanded on your herd here in the last couple of years. I know on your mm-hmm. social media page, you guys are constantly posting about some of the horses you've sold, some of the horses that have come into your program, some of the horses that you guys have been breeding. Uh, so you mm-hmm. kind of mentioned a little bit about what attracted you to them, their personality, their temperament. Can you kind of talk a little bit more about that for people who may not be as familiar with the gypsy horses? Yeah, you know, as as a quarter horse, they're they're more cautious. As as a gypsy, you know, the best way to describe it is they're more curious. They they want to know what's going on. They're they're the first ones to come check it out with you. Where you know, um, that's originally why they were bred. You know, they wanted them to be strong enough to pull the caravans, but gentle enough for their kids to handle them. And they're really trusting. They, like, yeah, they don't they don't seem like spooky or anything. They just kind of trust you. And so whatever you are asking them to do, they just do it. So they're really, really easy to train. I've, I've always loved training young horses cause it's really neat to watch them learn things and figure stuff out and um, just see how far they can come in a short amount of time. But these guys almost ruin you on starting any other breed cause they're just so easy to work with it's really neat yeah very well-minded yeah they're really quiet and they're just they are full of personality it seems like a lot of people are just like gravitate toward towards them it's it's really it's really neat to watch and we definitely are that way because we yeah only had one or two and now we've got a whole field of them so (laughs) that's that's really cool uh, yeah, no, I mean, like, they're so beautiful to look at, but just that personality, too, must really kind of mm-hmm. seal the deal on wanting to have them and continue doing what you're doing. Yeah, and I think a lot of, of people, even that have never been around horses, really love them because they they seem to love people, too. It's weird. Like, they're very drawn to be with you, and they want to do whatever you're asking of them. So it's like people feel really connected to them. So let's talk a little bit about the history of them, uh, from your, from y'all's knowledge. Um, it's, it's a newer breed and I believe we said that maybe like the last 25 years we've started seeing them in the United States. Can you kind of talk about that transition from them coming to the United States from the UK? You know, there's a lot of different stories on that. Like, um, there were no official registries for the gypsies until 1996 when Dennis and his wife Cindy Thompson discovered them and then they started the Gypsy Vanner Horse Society. So that's where you get the 
the Vanner name and, and Vanner is really just a horse registry. So Gypsy is the breed, Cobb is the body type, and Vanner is a trademark for their registry. Is that yeah, so they're all like words people use to describe kind yeah. of the same horses, but um over there they don't yeah, they call them just cobs or gypsies. Yeah, and that's their their body type, you know, their short, stockier um appearance. They're like people-sized draft horses. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. You see them a lot in the UK. I believe, uh, you know, Queen Elizabeth rode cobs a lot. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, no, it's it's really cool. It, but like you said, um, there is a there are quite a few names that come with the gypsies. So, but it, but you're all describing the same breed. And like you said, the cob is how you guys describe yeah. them, or how the, the people mm-hmm. in the UK describe them. And um, but we started seeing them more in the United States. Uh, more people that I'm talking to are using them for like showing competition. Um, I'm seeing a lot of them in like the Western dressage, the working equitation, but you guys use them more as traditional working ranch horses, right? Yeah. For example, yesterday we went and helped some friends move their herd of cattle and we showed up with a trailer full of gypsies. Yeah, you know, everybody driving by would like stop and look like, what are you riding? But it's neat because they'll kind of do whatever. And we do uh, use them like I take them to the feedlot and they get to work cows and go to brandings and we pack on them and use them in the mountains just like every other horse. And we haven't really found anything that they won't or can't do. So uh, I just think they're pretty versatile. Yeah. Yeah, they'll kind of like we said, do whatever you want them to do so i think anything somebody wants to try they'd probably excel at chad really wants to do mounted shooting so i think that's next on his list (laughs) to do with his gelding yeah he's gonna he just has that personality he wants to go explore new things do new things and you know we just man want him to want to do it with him we've taken him to the mountains and you know, by the time we're done, they, they can still go. So it's, it's nice. You know, they don't just get wore out. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. I have a friend in um, Arizona who works with a lot of gypsies and she does like the mounted archery on them. So really, that's so cool. We we saw one that did that and that's pretty amazing. Yeah. She mm-hmm. loves them. She says the same things that you guys do where they're just so easygoing and, but they're, they want to learn and they want to do stuff. So yeah. like they those do. kind of activities are just so good for their main, their brains. Yeah. 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 They'll, they'll come to the gate. They'll meet you, especially after a long day. You know, we just put them away yesterday and go out to see them this morning and they're right there ready to go again. It's, it's mm-hmm. pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, they, they last all day, you know, you guys are in the mountains in Colorado and, um, mm-hmm. you know, that's some rocky terrain and there's lots of climbing and, and, um, they just, they can hold their own out there. Yeah, yeah. definitely. They hold up. We, I don't think we've tired any of them yeah. out yet. They we just do. went and gathered they a bunch of good. horses off the mountains and yeah. they went all day up in new terrain. They've never been to, they cross water. They, you know, they'll, do anything you ask of them and it's not a fight they want you know they once they trust you i feel like you better hold on to that trust because they'll do whatever you want mm-hmm. you know don't put them in a bad situation because they you know they're they're mm-hmm. smart they 
Yeah, they're really smart. Some of the other people in that article that we had come out in the magazine said the same exact thing, too. Like, you have to treat them with respect, and, and, you know, they are smart, but they also, you know, they're really trusting, and you don't want to lose that trust with them. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We, uh, we, Jezebel, she's the one that was. Yeah, Jezebel was on the cover, cover. and. She's really special, because she actually was kind of a, uh a pasture beautiful ornament for her whole life (laughs) until we found her and kind of convinced the the owner at the time to let us train her because she uh, was doing a lot for us and we just wanted to help her out. And, and we took her home. She'd never done anything, but basically get a bath every now and then. And we just took her home. I think she was 15, threw a saddle on her. And just took went to her, the mountains. Took her to the mountains and, went and riding. crossed the water. And I would never do that with a 15-year-old quarter horse or any other horse, probably. But she they're all that way. They just kind of will do whatever you ask. And they don't put up a fight. So it's kind of neat. It cuts your training time in half. And Jezebel, sure. her, her personality, she's what you describe as a hoot. You know, she's the fun-loving, but she uh, she's the boss. You know, she just prances around and throws her head just not in a mean way she her personality is what sticks out with us you know she she's one of a kind for sure and you know now that now that we've got her she's she's explored all kinds of new things and she excels at every one of them just like taking pictures out there with with you guys that was you know that was new to her but as you could see she's crossing the bridge and doing whatever we wanted yeah, she uh, she had quite the personality too. You could tell that she loved the attention and yeah. and all of that. But yeah, you guys, all, what people probably don't know that just saw the cover of the magazine is that we had a little baby of Jezebel's on the side, and he was uh, quite the ham as well. Definitely the best way to keep the ears up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She 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 loves him so much, and she did fantastic you know we didn't really know how she was gonna react get you know staying away from him or keeping up keeping their distance because we we do let them be horses you know we let them grow up and and how they were designed you know so we were really surprised but yeah yet not surprised well. because <laughs> that's just how they are that's their personality so yeah. and now a quick word from our sponsor Supplements are only effective if your horse eats them. AccuBites, a new line of supplement blends brought to you by Manapro, takes the guesswork out of supplementation. Each formula is designed for palatability and has a unique shape and color that stands out when top dressed on a feed, so you can immediately confirm your horse's intake. Every blend includes a convenient, carefully balanced combination of ingredients that is proven to support specific needs for your horse. Finally, a supplement you can see and believe. Find out more at manapro.com. So let's talk a little bit about uh, Calvary Cobbs. That is y'all's business, your farm. Um, mm-hmm. What kind of inspired it? I mean, obviously you bought a gypsy and then that gypsy needed a friend. Um, but now mm-hmm. you guys yes. have a full functioning business and, um, you know, are really helping promote the breed. Well, my take on things, um, when when Katie first saw the gypsies 
we were, it was late at night and, you know, she's sitting on one end of the couch and I was sitting on the other. And she just, I've learned that God has blessed Katie with a gift that, you know, you just have to meet her to understand it. Um, so when she started talking about this, we, you know, I kind of jumped in both feet forward too, because understanding who she is, we went and looked at this gypsy and the minute Katie laid eyes on her, it was a connection for sure. So then, you know, we got her and, and she was bred. Well, there's kind of a tragic accident that happened with her. Her foal is actually the one that was stolen. And so I don't know if anybody's heard about that, but she had a four day old colt that was stolen. And when that happened, some people reached out and agreed if we wanted to maybe breed one, they would allow us to breed to some stallions that, you know, they were never going to allow anybody to breed to. So we decided, okay, let's not end the story there. Kept pushing forward. Um, eventually got her bred and got a couple mares bred by these stallions and just witnessing what they do to people, how, you know, how many people really want them, but we wanted to, to give back to. So that's, I think our main goal with this is to help share in some people's dreams of, of owning them. Katie and I actually just recently sold a stallion, you know, to this gal that probably normally wouldn't be able to afford it. And we just wanted to pass that along to her. And every day she sends pictures and videos of dressing him up. And he's got one of the best lives I think a horse could ever want. So mm -hmm. that's. Yeah, it's just neat. We've been able to share him with a lot of people that. They are kind of expensive horses, so a lot of yeah. families or younger people probably can't afford them, but we want to help change that because they're neat horses and they yeah. deserve to be with families. And the name Calvary Cobbs actually came from uh, Chad. We had started a different business a couple years ago, Yeah, Calvary Services, so we kind of just stuck with that name and since they are cobs it just kind of rhymes so it went together well but um why did you pick calvary services well i wanted something we love god and and jesus so much that what you know we just want to be good ushers of their service and and so that's where calvary came from because you know they laid it all down on the line mm -hmm. right on calvary and we've always wanted to be able to give back. You know, God's blessed us so much and we just want to give back. I guess that's where the Calvary's come from. And Cobbs has a different logo or a logo on it, but as Calvary services, it has the um, shield, of, the shield of faith and the sword of the spirit. So it's kind of combined into one. Mm -hmm. And we just wanted to keep that going so we put cobs at the end of it and figured we could do the same with horses as we do with the other business mm -hmm. yeah for sure and like you said you know this is your way of giving back and and helping promote such an, an amazing breed and I think we maybe talked about this during our photo shoot but you know over in the UK 
the gypsies aren't nearly as expensive because they are so common everywhere. You know, everybody mm-hmm. has cobs and, and that breed, it, it would be almost like buying a quarter horse or a paint horse over here. You know, there's just mm-hmm. so many of them and, you know, you can, you have accessibility to them. Whereas, you know, the breed is, is still so very new to the United States. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, you've had to, import these horses over here breeding and yeah like you said it is it's a very expensive horse because it is such a high demand and there's not as many of them but what you guys are doing is really helping promote the breed and then also making sure that these horses are going to the correct homes yeah yeah we definitely we pray about every horse before we buy them and before we sell them just to make sure they have good homes because we um, yeah, I just think it's neat to find the right yeah. match and, and obviously not everybody's going to keep a baby forever and we don't expect them to, you know, but, um, I think for w- the time that they have them that just to make sure they're cared for and they love them. And I don't think you'll find anybody that doesn't, you know, it seems like people do get them as babies and keep them yeah. forever. They just really, really form special bonds with these uh, horses so it's just really neat to watch because there's people already that bought we only had a few foals this year um and there's already people that you know want to be on the list for next year and the next year whenever they're ready they kind of people are starting to reach out and and just let us know what they're looking for and and we definitely want to help out anybody get get one of these get a start you know that's that's the thing is it's it's so hard to get started you know with- we just like letting people come out too like we've let so many people come visit and meet them and it's neat just to watch them if they've never been around horses or never been around gypsies um they definitely were very open to just letting people come meet all the girls and even the boys people love the stallions <laughs> they're really yeah. gentle and they like riding them around and it's kind of funny because you wouldn't most people don't use their stallions or you know they believe that they're supposed to be put in their own pen and locked away until they're ready to breed and you know i've got a niece that's six years old and she comes out and rides her 16 hand hand stallion all around and she doesn't even have a saddle on i mean we're right there with him but it's just me if you were to meet him and be around him he's just as gentle as a as a little puppy he you know he puts her head down he he He's good. So let's talk a little bit about that, the breeding. Um, You had mentioned that you like to get a stallion um, when you were kind of getting into this. Was Mm -hmm. breeding always kind of something that you were interested in before the gypsies? I have, I raised my quarter horse stallion that I have now. Um, he, He is the same way. He's just a really gentle big he's like Hancock bred so he's you know the big bone big foot I kind of always like those just good using horses I mean not gonna beat a cutter or you know barrel racer out but they'll just be good using horses and so I raised him from a baby and we thought we would just maybe cross a few I kind of started raising my own just so I knew what I had because um I think it's great that the horse prices have gone up a little bit just because it does take a long time to raise them and feed them and make sure they don't, you know, break their leg before they're two. (laughs) So I think I started raising them just so I knew what I had and I knew what I was riding. 
And so that was kind of our goal with these guys was just to so, yes. raise one or two. Um, and then, yeah, it was kind of always our plan to breed, but just not as, I don't think it, not as much as quick we are. as it, as <laughs> it's went when we first got them and then realized their temperament and mm-hmm. how they were, you know, we were going to kind of go slow and make sure this was something that, you know, we really wanted to do. And mm-hmm. it definitely, we found out quicker that we wanted to, to do it. So, yeah. Yeah. We planned on breeding a couple, but we have a couple more than that. <laughs> Because that one needed a friend, and then that one needed yeah. a friend. And then well, then you if you have two friends over, babies. you know, you can't just leave one out. Yeah. And, and what's funny about the gypsies is when we put them out with the quarter horses, I don't care if there's one or two gypsies. They segregate. They segregate. Themselves. And I can send you videos. I mean, there's eight quarter horses, two gypsies. They'll, like, always separate. Like, on, they think they're better. I, I don't, or, I don't know, know they, what it is. They Even in a small are. pasture, they'll go to their corner. The quarter horses go to their corner. And I genuinely don't think the quarter horses are trying to do it because when they go around the gypsies, the gypsies leave. Yeah. They walk away from it. They, so, they form their own club. It's so funny. Even Katie's dad was laughing the other day. We were over there helping him fix a tractor and he said, I think those gypsies uh, don't like the quarter horses. We're just, you know, we laugh because they they don't they don't want it's they, just weird they know what they are they just like know they're different they know they're they're different they're special yeah, yeah. uh yeah, you mentioned funny. that your stud is 16 hands um mm-hmm. but obviously the cobs are much normally much shorter um mm-hmm. you know they're they're big but they're smaller can you talk a little bit about why you've decided to kind of do that and breed some of the maybe larger sizes yeah we when we were first started looking for them it seemed like most of them were like 13 and 14 hands you know 14 two is probably about the biggest you would find and uh so we just we ended up finding a couple jezebel's 15 two yeah. a couple of bigger mares and we just decided we wanted to breed some of these bigger ones because chad likes riding the bigger yeah and i mean we we've rode the other ones and it's not bad you their their They're bodies really, take up a lot of your legs. So yeah, he, so you don't look. He's rode a thirteen two stallion, and he looks normal on him. But, but he when just, you get off of him, you're wants, you definitely feel it. Mm-hmm. Like he, you know, he's over in England and Ireland and stuff. It, it seems I've spoke to a lot of the breeders over there, and they do a lot of them are sixteen hands, and um, that's pretty normal because they did need to pull pretty big wagons and caravans so they are bigger they're not quite like 18 hands but they're like over here in the u.s um they kind of i don't know if they've just bred them down and we're trying to to bring that size back a little bit just because you get a lot of family people that want you know dad to be able to ride the same horse that the kids can ride and um maybe they can ride on a 13 hand horse but they don't want to you know so it's just been harder to find if you look at their breeding the you know ones. they they were bred with some of the the bigger horses you know there's the yeah, shire and the clydesdale um so we kind of want to we want to bring that back if, we found our stud probably we have a 14 
to stud and he, we love him too but we found a, a 16 hand one and we we really like him because we've we'll be able to cross him on some of our 15 hand mares and and make make a few bigger babies for people so <laughs> we're excited yeah yeah it, it seems hard to find the anything over 15 hands seems like kind of rare but um again we want to help change that too mm-hmm. no that's really cool that you guys like even though you just recently kind of came into this industry um you know you have so many goals and like we've mentioned before giving back and just making sure that people are aware of how great this breed is and um mm-hmm. so what would be your hopes and goals for the future with this breed for your business for just you know the united states in general with it still being such a new breed we've always dreamt of of starting like a, a therapy program for people and you know katie's background um and my background you know we've we've both been a part of that therapy program and i was a part of a free one where people could come out and be around them katie's you know i was the, a volunteer free i almost died of a head injury from a horse accident when i was little so uh the volunteers that came to the hospital made such an impact on me when I was old enough to drive. My mom said I could do whatever I wanted. So I used to volunteer at the Colorado Therapeutic Riding Center for many years. And it was just neat to watch. Like I worked with a lot of autistic kids and people with MS or strokes or, or even just kids that would come to camp and, you know, maybe had attention difficulty paying attention in class or whatever and it's neat to watch the connections that they could make with the horses and just um even actually physically helping people that you know doctors said they couldn't walk ever again and then they rode for a year and then they could it's just crazy to see that and and so and chad worked with a therapy program too and got to see a lot of mostly for the veterans yeah you know i never served but I feel like we serve in different ways when, when they, you know, come home and I mean, that's Need some connection. of the hardest things yeah. to, you know, you, it like one veteran told me, he said, there's something about standing on the other side of a 1200 pound horse where you can't really see the other guy, but know they're out there and smelling, you know, all the smells, their feed, their, you know, you want it you want to be able to open up more than if you were in a room you know trying to talk to somebody about your feelings a lot of guys and girls don't necessarily want to share that stuff with other people that they don't know and you know as my brother was in the marines for 16 years you know i watched him i mean it's you know god's involved in everything so you know he gave his life to christ and watched him come out to the the horses with his kids and pretty soon, you know, he's not taking all this medicine that he was prescribed at one time to, to deal with it. And I mean, for hours and hours and hours, we'd sit out there on the other side of the horse and, you know, hear stories about it. And pretty soon we could be on the same side of the horse and, you know, talk about things and get it off your chest because, you know, you cast your burdens onto each other and help one another. That's, something we believe in and and I feel passionate as Katie does about with these gypsies but you know the therapy they bring and 
it's no coincidence because we'll meet people off the street and we'll just be out there riding them on the trails or something and families will come up to us. We've had people yeah. at the stores just, you know, you know, we just talk to anyone and everyone. And then pretty soon we've got 10, 15, 20 people out there surrounded with the horses and pony rides, pony rides and people come take pictures come and take use pictures, them for their Christmas cards, and use stuff, them for so. their Christmas cards. And it's, it's all free. You know, we have them anyway, cause we love them. So we, we want, we want to be able to, to share them. And yeah. We want to be able to have our own, our own place where we, where people can come and work with them or learn about them. And, and just, we want to be able to get them into more like family homes and, you know, and just help people who probably couldn't afford them or didn't even know about them. It's crazy. There's still a lot of people who don't know what they are and they're like, what are those fluffy things? <laughs> and it's just neat to, yeah. throw the kids on you know two-year-olds that are three-year-olds that have never been ridden and you wouldn't do that with other horses but they'll walk around and yeah it's just neat to watch them share them with people well just like katie was saying you know uh seeing the kids calm down when you know the autistic kids where you're you would be maybe a little nervous about it but something about a you know 1200 pound horse comes you know, it's like they understand us more than we yeah. understand ourselves i think i think all horses are like that but these the gypsies are they definitely have a bit more personality than mm-hmm. other ones i've been around so it's neat to share that that's really cool i didn't know about your um both of yours past with the his with the therapy centers and working mm-hmm. with veterans and and all of that but you know after hearing what you've had to say about the Jitsi horses, it sounds like creating some kind of therapeutic riding center or therapy center. It sounds like the perfect job for a gypsy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I think they would be great. And we actually Maybe. have gotten some from programs before and I know they fit in really well, but it's, it's the same thing. Um, you know, they're still expensive courses here. So a therapy program, you know, they're usually nonprofits and somebody would have to donate them and that that happens but not all the time so we just we have them and and we love them anyway so we want to be able to share them where people can come and yeah just not Mm -hmm. have to not have to pay for it yeah yeah everything costs these days so yeah yeah so being able to give back and and help people and and help mm-hmm. kind of um, put more people in front of the gypsy horses, especially people who are interested in owning horses, like you said, for families, your kids, your husband, your yeah. your whatever. Um, I know I've talked about it with my personal family members. I'm like, yeah. I want to get you a gypsy horse because I think that they would be a really good match you for. You need one. I know, I know. Right? And, then it, and then it will be seven or eight. My, my well, horse everybody. needs a friend. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not everybody's like me, but <laughs> yeah, you definitely, once you get one, I'm telling you, you, we didn't believe people, but they're like, oh, they're like the Pringles. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> you can't have just one. Um, so if people want to learn more about Calvary Cobbs and what you guys are doing for the uh, gypsy industry and, and maybe even learn more about your therapy history and yeah. what's to come, where can people find out more about you? Um, right now we just have a Facebook. a Facebook page and, 
I do a little bit on Instagram, but then we need to, we do need to get a website going. So we'll, we'll work on that. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll have to list our numbers and people are welcome to call or they want to get on the Facebook or whatever. Yeah. Um, Cool. So Calvary Cobbs, right? That's the name of the Facebook and your Instagram. So yeah, yep. for sure. So if anybody wants to learn more or wants to see all the beautiful horses that they have on their, mm-hmm. in their herd, I've seen quite a few photos and they're stunning. Each one is different than the other one too. And that's what really, I love it. My mom said when I was little, I would collect the briar horses, but I would like throw them out if somebody gave me one of the same and I would have, I wanted like one of every color. I don't want two black ones, you know? And so she said, now you're doing it in real life. And it costs a lot more to feed those ones. But mm-hmm. I think we kind of do do that. We like to have, uh, we love all of them. I mean, but we kind of do love to have all the different colors and personalities and just a variety. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on and talking to us and and sharing uh, y'all's love for for the gypsies and and the horse industry and and giving back and and you know everything that you guys are doing, I think I think it's a really great positive thing in the horse industry, which sometimes can be bogged down with negativity and and other things. So it's really it's really encouraging to talk to people like you who are just trying to give back and make sure that the people who deserve to have these horses and be around these horses has the opportunity to. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, thanks for you, having us. And thanks for having us. Yeah, and if you know of anybody that needs yeah. to come hug a gypsy or ride one, just let us let us know. Pass our number along. Yeah, feel free. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Yep. Thanks. Once again, we'd like to thank Manapro for being the sponsor of this week's episode. Thank you guys for tuning into the Ride Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode and please be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow Horse and Rider Magazine on social media and find us at horseandrider.com to see all the cool things that we're up to. And if you have any comments or questions, please be sure to hit us up at horseandrider at equinenetwork.com. We want to hear from you guys. And if you like what you're listening to, please be sure to leave us a review on iTunes.